0: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hello and welcome back to Business Australia's Only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company. Just gone midday. That means it's time for the call. We take a look at 10 stocks suggested by you. We put those stocks to uh, two experts. And delighted to have on our panel today, Mark Morland from Team Invest. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Chrissie. And Gary Glover from Novus Capital joins us via Skype. Gary, a very good Tuesday to you.
1: Thanks, David. Thanks for having us again as well.
0: Ah, great to have you aboard. Uh, Before we get into your 10 stocks, we always look at a stock of the day. And today I thought we'd take a look at Pushpay, um, which is a bit of a favorite on the call here, largely because its major shareholder is uh, selling $120 million worth of shares and reducing its stake from 22 to 15%. Now, Pushpay has had a stellar share price rise over the last couple of months. Um, and it begs a question, if the biggest shareholder starts to sell down, should you as an investor be worried about it? Mark, do you get worried about it? Uh, we never like it when the uh, founders um, yep. sell
2: down particularly substantially. Uh, <coughs> I think he's very wise yep. uh, to sell down because the share prices run way, way ahead of right. what the business is. Yep. Uh, now, I think what I think what a lot of people are doing, are probably assuming it's like Afterpay or something. Yep. What it actually is is a... Uh, business that provides um, automated donor management for churches, mainly in the US. Basically,
0: it's a digital collection plate. Which is not a a business that's
2: going to scale to uh, like a Facebook or a Google, It's not. It's actually a niche market and they have to sell every church, which means there's a whole sales process. So it's not going to grow organically, but it's on a PE of 93 at the moment. So 93 times earnings and it's only had two years of profit. So even though the earnings are growing uh, strongly, Um, That's at an all-time high uh, for the uh, PE as well, which is why I would suggest the uh, the, uh, founders saying, well, is it going to get much better than that? I mean, even if the earnings continue to grow, uh, it's grown at 71% since it started, but that's off a zero base, remember, so it's gone. Uh, 9 cents, then 9.6, and then 9.3, so it's actually right. Not, it's pretty flat the last couple of years. Right. Um, you know, where, where's the return going to be on a nine, 90 years forward earnings is what you're paying for it. Right. But I think the market's misreading it and they think it's something that it's not. Right. And it's, it, it looks like it could be a good company, it's, it's, it's too early for us to tell. Yep. And they've also taken on a heap of debt in the last year as well, which has now got 115 percent debt to equity, which fails on our debt measures as right. well. But okay. just forgetting that, okay. it's an absurd price for what the business is. Right. Okay, Gary.
1: Yeah, I think Mark's being polite here. Actually, I think it's uh, I think bubble might be the uh, the right the right reference there. So I mean, Dave, yeah. if you had a business that only had what 129 million revenue full year, and it was valued at what 2.4 billion dollars, would uh, You'd be looking at at least exit 25% of that valuation, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh,
0: absolutely, but it's a fascinating business. Who would have thought you could build a business uh, on a basically it's it's not only electronic uh, donations, but but it's also there's um, a, a customer relationship management platform that helps churches uh, raise more money. Um, it's going into um, into other charities at the moment and looking at europe um, how they came up with this idea was uh, is pretty innovative I reckon ingenious but
1: as yeah yeah Gary you look at the, you look at look at the numbers coshi so uh, 10,896 customers are serving 10,500 churches so we've literally got one customer per church at the moment um, 10,000 no. customers. I don't know. You, you've probably got more followers on Twitter than they've got customers.
0: <laughs> yeah? Well, when you put it like that, uh, yeah, okay. I, All right. It's, uh, if I if I could get, what, 90 times earnings, um, I'd, I'd think... That'd it's hard to, it's
2: basically hard to look at any company at the moment and say that yeah. 90 times earnings is rational. Yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's typically in bubble territory yeah. for those kind of valuations. Yeah. No businesses go for 100 years. No. Now you're, what you're assuming is the earnings growth is going to be massive for a very long period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of it's just FOMO. Yeah. 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 So people are piling in. You've got all the day trade, all these uh, people are on work uh, uh job keeper and so on who are investing in retail right and then they just stray money into these things they've got no idea and it looks okay. exciting and look at the graph all right earnings yeah. have gone parabolic okay not meetings, sorry the share price has gone parabolic
0: well i think the analysis on push pay was pretty clear uh ladies and gentlemen that's why it was our stock of the day let's take a look at your 10 stocks All right, welcome back to uh, The Call and uh, our panel today. Mark Mullen from Team Investing, Gary Glover from Novus Capital. Let's get into your 10 stocks that you've suggested you'd like us to look at. And uh, Warren is the first one, Gary. Uh, REA Group, um, the online um, real estate advertising portal that has really uh, dominated that market. Number one in the real estate area, is it?
1: Yeah, so look, look um, love the company, market leader, uh, but market cap here, close to 14 billion, is around 55 times, the yield's just over 1%. Um, at this valuation here, I think it's uh, overvalued. Um, I've got, you know, I don't think there's any pricing, any risk of slowdown here at all in the economy. Uh, the multiple's super high. Um, I've got my concerns here about property here, I think. Um, you know with covid there i think it's sort of slowing things down here i, I don't think the oh. supply is coming on um so i don't think volumes are really that uh, uh, that no. great here i think a lot of probably is getting sold off market as well so yeah i, I don't know i've got my concerns here i think i think this sort of stock's probably a sell here um mm. um yeah I, I like the company just not at this price i think it's uh yeah. very overpriced here
0: And you look at some of the figures coming out on the property market at the moment, residential property, which is the the sweet spot for REA. Um, In inner city Sydney, um, one in six apartments are vacant at the moment. Um, There is a 45% increase in listings at the moment because you've got no one taking apartments in Airbnb at the moment. You've got no international students renting any of them and uh, all of a sudden for a lot of property investors the negative in negative gearing is a flaming big negative <laughs> when you have no rents coming in to try and um and try and finance the loan repayments and and that's forcing a lot of them to put them on the market um as gary said the property market is really teetering a bit i reckon at the moment mark i
2: totally agree um, i think if you, if you just look at the company for a start, uh, REA yeah. has been a uh, wonderful uh, wealth winner uh, yeah. from a Team Invest point of view. Yeah. Uh, we started looking at it in 2010 when it was about, just under $6 Wow! Um, at, the, at the time. Some members didn't invest in it because of the Murdoch connection because News Corp was the major shareholder. Yeah. And yeah. there was a view always that uh, Rupert would do whatever suits him and yeah. that may not be in minority shareholders' interests. It's never been an issue. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, REA is the biggest part of the uh, News Corp yeah. Uh, yeah. revenue by far. Yep. It's the most profitable part of the uh, the, the, the slowly dying uh, media empire. Yeah, um, I totally agree with Gary. The, it's on a fifty uh, plus fifty five p at the moment, which is all an all time high basically. Right.
0: Um,
2: it was fifty seven very recently, but it's 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 it, at the very top of the red on pricing from our point of view. And yep. the problem is, it does have some significant headwinds going yep. forward. Um, there's a lot of properties being sold off market and Gary mentioned that and uh, I was talking to a local agent and he was saying, in, in eastern suburbs in Sydney, and he was saying that uh, 40% of their sales are off market now, right. meaning they didn't advertise them. Now that's interesting. I, yeah. I thought, what, 40%? Yeah. Now hell. why is that? Well, because yeah, the limited supply and right. then they've got a list of buyers who want to buy and stuff. So right. if they can match them up, uh, right. a lot of a lot of sellers, particularly in the more expensive properties like that Yeah. because it's confidential and you don't have a big sign on the on your on your uh, fence and yep. you know, yeah, yeah. it's appealing, yep. particularly in yep. expensive properties. Yep. So a lot of the really high-end properties get sold off market anyway. Right. But that's very negative for REA. Yep. Uh, REA makes its money for how long the properties are on the market. So they're charging mm. the agents time. So okay. if it takes longer to sell them, that doesn't hurt REA yep. necessarily, as yep. long as they uh, the stock is on there and it's being promoted. Right. So I think they've got some headwinds and I agree with Gary, I think the real estate market's very dangerous yep. at the moment and I don't see how, that's not being priced in at all. Right. So you're on a record high PE yep. at a time where we've got a lot of uncertainty in the market um, as, as well in the bank's ability to finance, all those mm. things aren't, they're not yeah, positives. Yeah. Yep. So yep. There's no, I'd, I agree with Gary, I would sell it
0: at the current level. Yeah, because... Even though it's a quality company. Quality company. And I'd love to buy it back at about 60 Right, okay. It's currently 105 <laughs> Right, okay. So basically about half price. Yep. And, and just on, on that, I read some um, figures the other day saying... Uh, off the plan settlements, 10% of them are not settling at the moment. And those that are 50% of the settlements are below the valuation. Uh, of when they originally got in. Yeah. So there are a whole heap I mean, of You can guarantee issues. the banks will now
2: be shifting the valuations down as well. Yeah. So oh, as yeah, they yeah. shift them down, people who thought they could borrow a million dollars find out hours. now they can only borrow 800,000. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's all that, which then forces more defaults yeah. on the deposits and they lose. Oh, yeah. It's just just pretty, pretty scary. U- yeah, scary. it
0: is. It is looking very ugly out there. So if you're a renter, uh, negotiate hard on your next rent <laughs> next when the lease comes up. And if you're an investor, you know, there could be some bargains coming in the next year or two. Yeah. So, all right. So, Warren, there you go. Good analysis on REA. Great company. Just hellishly expensive at the moment, given where we are in the cycle. Um, Gary, uh, second stock's being suggested by Eric. This is Integrated Research Limited. Um, this is one of these computer software platform businesses, isn't it, for, uh, <coughs> uh, for organisations?
1: Yeah, so it sort of serves the uh, sophisticated end of the market, actually, sort of stock exchange, sort of banks, credit companies, telco IT. So I saw they just announced a pretty large contract with uh, JP Morgan recently. Um, analysts are expecting a pretty strong result here. But the only issue is the price has already moved in, in that sort of um, quite, you know, it's moved quite a high here. So I think from 220 up to just over $4 here recently. So, um, so, it's probably about oh, 40, 50% above its sort of January, February highs. So, yep. so it, it has priced in uh, a lot of upside here. So, it does look quite good, but seems to have priced in all the good news as well. So, just not sure where it can go from here. So, um, but yeah, interesting. I sort of didn't really know too much about um, integrated research, but um, yeah, some, some pretty sort of um, de- decent sort of clients in there, which is. Um, which is yeah. interesting, but um, but yeah, I think the the PE is up 30. Yields are just under two percent, so that's okay if it's if it's growing pretty quickly there. But I think just was, they sound a bit nichey there, so I don't know if the growth can sort of uh, mm. sustain that price. So, but yeah, I'd just be uh, probably cautious here at this price. But essence, okay. yeah, sounds yeah.
2: Right. Yes, I arise um, uh, also another team invest wealth winner. I'm a I'm oh. a shareholder in it. Right. Um, unfortunately, I had a a, a bid in. Uh, in the March drop and uh, I had $1. eighty-five, and it actually bottomed out at $2.19. Right. So I missed out adding to my position. I was very disappointed. And I would have yep. been happy to buy at 2 dollars yep. but that's the luck of the draw. It's now back to three eighty-nine. dollars um, <throat> This is a company that has very strong moats. Uh, what yep. they do is they provide um, uh, all the top banks in the US and MasterCard and uh, Amex and so on with critical system monitoring. So what no. they do is they they have alerts and so on. If something goes down, or it's not interconnect. Some one of the connections is not working. Right. Websites. There's millions oh. of them. Okay. So yeah. what they do is they're embedded into their uh, mainframes okay. and so on in, and monitoring all the all the communications. For wow. The whole thing. So very difficult to get in, and once yeah. you're in, it's very very stable. So they yeah. have about ninety eight percent customer retention. So very very strong moats, which we yeah. really like. Um, the, the management's been. There's been a few changes in, in the past. We had a, a founder CEO who's virtually selling down over time now, which is good, because he's, he's focusing on his philanthropic right. uh, activities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we really like this business, so yep. a lot of, lot of team members are shareholders, has no debt, earnings uh, are running at uh, just under 17% a year compound, uh, with 90% stability, which we like, so that's yep. good. Return on equity 31, excellent, no debt. So there's, there's a lot to like about um, uh, integrated research. Uh, at the moment, we're showing it returning about 16% at the current price on our default, and about 7% on the margin of safety. So uh, I'd like to—I mean, you could you could buy it now. It's in the black of the PE, so it's not right. high, particularly right. compared to right. uh, a lot of the other sort tech stocks. Sort like of push pay, but it's not a bargain. bargain. But it's right. but it's it's you know you could buy it now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So from our okay. point of view to buy, um, I'm um, I've I've changed my order now. I've, I've shifted it up Right. It's on 260. <laughs> so why I'm why I'm putting 260 in when it's currently 389 is I am expecting a right a, a drop in the market, which, yeah. we, which I've mentioned before. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm bargain hunting. Right. But this is definitely on my buy. And and you you've gone to cash. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Of a lot. I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'm rebu- rebuilding my portfolio with wealth winners that I can get it. Really, bargain prices, which really then puts your uh, returns
0: on turbocharge over the next five years. Right, okay. So, and this, this is one of them. This is Zim, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Around that 260 mark. All right, so, um, Eric, that's the opinion on integrated research. Uh, mark, O Media, um, which <coughs> is the, <coughs> the big outdoor advertising group, is a, a lot of the big billboards okay. that you see. Um, on the sides of, uh, of highways, in railway stations, yeah. all that sort of stuff. They also do airports, airports and shopping centers yeah. and stuff yeah. as well.
2: Yeah, it kind of a five-year um, uh, history, and as far as um, a trading history since it's been listed. Uh, earnings have been, they sort of rose for a couple of years, then they'll flatten, they've dropped off in mm. 2019. So uh, not high stability, it fails on our stability measures. The biggest problem is its return on equity is only currently 4%. Uh, it's only had one year since listing of, at over 10, when it was 10.1. Right, 10% is okay. our minimum. Yeah, if yeah. a company can't make 10% return on the capital on the business, what's, you know, I mean, it's, what's pathetic. Sort of it's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's also got very high debt. That's 190% hmm. uh, debt to equity. So it's a high debt level, very low return on equity, uh, and pretty pretty flattish growth. So the PE at least is not high. It's on nine. nine point four six. Um, so it's returning uh, over 10% a year on a margin of safety at the moment. So uh, if you if you if you can live with the high high uh, debt level, uh, which is way over our limits, then uh, you know it, it's it's going to be a 10 plus return. Right. Our margin of safety numbers are very conservative. Yep. So yep. we're about 87% currently positive to them. So if right. I so for instance, if we work out on our models that it's 10% uh, on safety, 87% of the time it's above that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, our defaults 50-50. Okay. Yeah, so yep. how we work it out. Yeah. So you don't expect to get ten, but it yep. gives you a floor. Right. I'm really saying you're very, very unlikely to get less than ten. Right. Yep. Okay. All and right. it's paying out. Uh, is it paying a dividend? So okay. Uh, it's paying out. Well, it paid out 97% last year. Yeah. So it's going to be paying a reasonable, um, a reasonable uh, ca- a dividend as well.
0: Okay, but the debt levels would scare you off. Well, it
2: does for us. Right. But we're okay. harsh on debt. Remember. Yeah. Yep. De- de- debt's not a problem until it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and at the moment, exactly. Debt's cheap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it's not money, a right money now. Money is re- yeah. really cheap, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but things happen. Things can
0: yeah. change. It's the same thing with... Uh, uh, it amuses me, this uh, debate on government debt with stimulus packages getting the economy out yeah. of a jam. Yeah. Sort of uh, government debt... I think uh, even after all the stimulus will be 64% of GDP, which is one of the lowest amongst advanced nations. We're catching up fast. Uh, catch, catching Remember up when fast. Howard left, we had yeah, a surplus? Yeah. Well, well, we yeah, you've got to spend a bit now. Uh, <laughs> but I noticed they, they sold some 20-year, 30-year government bonds this week at 0.8%. Wow. So they're borrowing at an interest rate of less less than one percent, which is actually p- pretty good, isn't it, for yep. 30 years. Yep. So uh, not not too many problems there. Um, Gary, what do you think of Media?
1: Oh, uh, look, you know, sort of be looking at outdoor advertising. So airports, gyms, pubs, office buildings, public transport, yep. every, everywhere where no one's at at the moment. So, yep. <laughs> so it's a tough, tough segment here. Also had to raise money. So basically, a whopping raising around 30%. So dilution in the company. So more shares on issue. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a tough space here. I'm just not sure I'm ready to be there yet. Um, as Mark's saying, the multiple is is not you know is reasonable here, but not sure it's super cheap here yet, considering the headwinds it's got. And the reality is, they're in the um, you know, it's like retail's moving. Advertising is going to move as well here. So. Um, yeah. You know, so the you know, the away from the online space is not not the growth segment here at the moment. So I know, you know, we're still gonna go back to gyms and airports, yes. you know, eventually here, but it's gonna take a little while here. So I just sort of see that segment being a bit of a struggle here. So I just can't see any reason to sort of buy it here. There's not it's not jumping out of me as uh, as as a bargain okay. of the century. So right. it, it'd have to be for the other that area.
0: Okay. So I know for O Media for um, <laughs> Uh, for both Mark and Gary there Peter for you um Gary Benners uh, suggested and wants an opinion on Ramsey Healthcare um, the big uh, private hospital sort of um, uh, group um, I didn't I was staggered at just how big it is 480 facilities across <coughs> 11 countries one of the biggest private hospital companies in the world at the moment 77 Thousand staff treat eight and a half million patients across Australia, France, United Kingdom, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Malaysia, <coughs> Indonesia, Hong, and Hong Kong. Flaming head for an Australian company is big, isn't it, in this space?
1: Yeah, it's been—it's been a well-managed company as well. So the return on equity has been uh, been superb for for Ramsey. So shareholders have been uh, kind of rewarded uh, historically with a stock here. So. Um, margins are still pretty attractive. Look, you've got you've got the short-term hiccup here. Obviously, COVID at the moment um, affecting the, the number of elective surgeries taking place. So, um, yeah. so we so we got some short-term headwinds. But yeah, looking looking beyond that, this is sort of one of the stocks that I did buy in March. Uh, I was pretty keen to sort of. I really do like the health sector as well. Um, yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so I think Ramsey is definitely a stock to be looking at there. Um, ideally for me, back back around sixty dollars would be, I'd be really interested here. So um, yeah, very keen on Ramsey. Uh, for me, anywhere near sixty dollars is a bit of a buy.
0: Right. Okay. So six, 62 at the moment, not far off pretty the cl- uh, off the sixty. Pretty close. Guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Mark, what do you think about? Uh,
2: uh, oh, it's a, it's a quality company, and yeah. you're right. It is, has been an absolute uh, success story. They do have some fairly heavy headwinds. Yeah. Uh, the uh, even in Victoria now, with the hospitals now going back to if they, if they lose their ability to run elective surgery again, which is yeah, Looks like it may. Uh, Victoria's twenty percent of their uh, business, by the way. Right. Um, so quite significant. Victoria's twenty yep. yep. percent. Wow. Yep. So okay. the, remember, Australia's still there. May you know yeah. is the largest. Then I think France yeah. and England are the next uh, yeah. two biggest. Um, <clears throat> the uh, so so that they make a lot more money out of elective surgery. Yeah. So they've had they've had a quite a long period now with Corona where where it's basically trashed that. Yeah, but governments. Paid for the base. Yeah, but they didn't right? pay. What they're doing is they're they paying pay the base rate. You know, oh, so, okay. so you, you have your, <laughs> your, your your base rates here, and your elective surgery rates up here. All right. Okay. So so they're getting yes, they get base income, yep. uh, but it's not very profitable. Right. So um, I know one of the directors quite well, and right. he was saying it's you know it's been really bad Okay. And the other thing is the uh, the French government and so on was screwing them a bit because they dictate what they're going to pay them, so they can't really screw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a point where they you know they'll they'll they look at it and go, well, hang on, <clears throat> you guys are making. 12% yep. EPS growth. It's too much. Yep. yep. Um, going forward, the other problem they've got is uh, they've got a bit of a headwind on um, growth opportunities because they can't really expand much uh, in Australia, UK, or France anymore because right. the government's knocked on the head every time they try and do something or buy another group. They get say so oh. no, no, okay. under competition rules. Oh. Now I didn't know what cost hospitals were really a competitive area, yeah. but anyway, that's that's the reality of it. So they've got yeah. they've got problems now in continuing to grow because they are so big. Yep. Now the growth rate has been very good. It's been it's been 12% per year with 98% stability for the last decade, yep. which is fantastic, yep. uh, I don't think they can continue it. Right. Uh, okay. I think it's going to be something less than that. Right. So maybe it's seven, eight or whatever, Yeah. Um, which then brings down your earnings going forward. But I, I agree with Gary, it's not expensive at the moment. It's in the middle green, bottom quartile for us right. on price. The other thing it fails on from Team Invest's point of view is uh, debt. It's got right. 220% debt to equity, a uh, very high level of debt. And it's good debt though, right? because they used it to buy the hospital. So they've right. got physical real estate they own. Yep. yep. And it's often argued that they don't revalue that to market, that it reprice it to oh, market. So okay. it's worth more. But even still
0: So they're a property business as well. well as well, yeah, like. yeah, but yeah. that's what
2: the debt is. Yeah. But it is significant. Yeah. And it actually gives them a lot of leverage in right. the business. One of our members worked out, did a comparison if they paid off half the debt or if they paid off the full debt. Right. And the return went from twelve percent, six percent to three percent. Oh. You know, because of the 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 factor of the extra capital they have in the business and the right. return they're getting on it. Yeah. But look, you know, that's that's they're not yeah. going to default. Right. So the okay. debt isn't a, anything resembling an existential risk for them. Right. So I sort of agree with Gary if you like, if you like Ramsey. If I if I if I just bang in a a more conservative growth rate of say let's say 8 yeah. and leave everything else the same, it gives me 13.9% return over 5 years at the current price. Right. Which in this environment with Virtually zero interest rates is very good. Yeah. You know, let's, let's take it down to 5%. You know, yeah. Remember, it was 12 Yeah, yeah. So I'm being conservative. Uh, now I've got uh, 10.76. Okay. So it's good. above your, yeah, your so, parameters. So, so it fails, even at this it fails price. on debt for, me, for us. Right. But yeah. even though I could argue it's not a problem. Yeah. A lot of our members have shares in it. Yeah. Um, I know Howard's a shareholder. Uh, he's been a shareholder before,
0: since before we
2: started Team Invest 10 years
0: ago. Right. Okay. Um, so I'd say it's a buy. Okay. Terrific um there you go thank you for uh, the suggestion there ben and our fifth stock uh from harry Uh, gary oscan group holdings a medicinal cannabis company uh, uh, had started trials recently for for hard shell um, cannabis capsules and things like that which is what its um, uh, niche is going to be by the by the reading of it what do you think of Oscan?
1: Yes, yeah, so had a quick look at this one here. So Perth-based uh, cannabis company, I think, got a partnership there with uh, Tasmanian alkaloids. But the, I mean, the chart's just been all one way, all one way down the whole time. So the just been, yeah, the stock has deteriorated here. So the market cap is now 45 million. Um, I guess the good news there is that I think there's about 24 million cash at the moment. So, so, so more than 50% of the market cap is cash currently. So not placing too much valuation on the business there, but I think the first half revenue is only about 250000 So it's not making any money really at this stage. Um, some potential there, obviously like the outflows around about 2.7 million a quarter. So it's got probably 10 quarters up its sleeve in terms of um, uh, costs and stuff there before they have to tap the market again. So that's that's probably the best thing about it. They don't have to go and raise any more money for a while, But we kind of really want to sort of see some sort of stimulus there for earnings, sort of. Um, uh, yeah, I just haven't seen that so far. I can't. Um, the price action not showing anything positive to me. So I would need to see something change in that business for me to get interested, really. So,
0: OK. All right. And look at that five year chart too. the way it got up to uh, to over two bucks and uh, it's had a had a wild ride, Mark. Uh, yeah, we we wouldn't touch this. I mean, no. this, this
2: has been a capital killer. Yeah. Um, they, they've, they've actually raised a lot of money, and uh, the, the shares outstanding have gone from um, roughly 30 million shares in 2015 to 320 million shares. Oh, okay. So you know like that's a massive increase. So what they've done so, is they've so
0: that's probably the dilution effect 70, from a um, dollar yep. yep. 70 down to 15 cents. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah, but you know the reality is they don't. They have never made a cent, and they have no revenue. Right. So the, the cannabis area has been a disaster yep. across the board. Uh, and I, I know someone who's actually in the business, and he was telling me how bad it is. Right. In that um, they don't have approvals, you know. So this is, you know, they, they can't even sell stuff yet. Right. Okay. So, so if you read their blurb, it sort of makes it sound like they're a major player in the game, yeah. but there is no game. Right. So what they're doing now is they're in clinical trials to try and get approval. For their their stuff to be able to sell it, right? Okay. So it's purely speculative, yeah. Um, and it's been there's no basis there to say they'll ever make any money, or they, they'll be one of the survivors or not. Right. Okay. From my point of view, right. And maybe it's bargain of the century, and it'll do really well. Yeah. But I suspect a lot of them, these companies have attracted a lot of money based on the the story. It's like, oh, yeah. cannabis is now illegal. This is going to make a fortune. Yeah. But the other thing that's happening of course is that all those countries that used to like Colombia and so on that used to be good. Illegal cannabis uh, producers are all still there with their low wages and all the rest of it. Right. Yeah, you know, there's there's no shortage of supply. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you know this is a miraculous thing. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> so even if demand goes up a bit from a medicinal point of view, I'm sure they'll be happy to sell yeah, it yeah. to the, uh, the yeah, pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Exactly. Yeah. They become medical. So I
2: suspect they may never make any money. Right. Okay.
0: All right. So avoid there with Ozcan. So uh, that gets us through our first five plus our stock of the day. Just to recap. Uh, push pay a no from both Gary and Mark because uh, the multiples are just uh, massive. Um, REA, um, a sell from both of them because it's, it's at a very high share price at the moment. And the property market, there are some real uncertainties going forward there. Uh, integrative research, a, um, a no from Gary. Uh, for Mark, uh, good company, well run. If you could get it around the two dollar sixty mark, oh, that'd be fabulous. Even no, no, would it's, be fabulous. it's not there now. Yeah, so it's a good buy, <laughs> yeah. but wait for the pullback. Mark, Mark's got a, uh, a a buy at two dollar sixty on it, waiting for it to come down to that level. So if you want to follow the guru, that's what he's doing. Uh, o Media, a no. Outdoor advertising, um, sort of. No one's watching a, a, any of that at the moment. Ramsey Healthcare, yes, a good company. Um, for Gary, if you can get around that $60 mark, um, it would be good buying. It's at 62 at the moment. Um, mark likes it, but just be aware of the debt levels, which uh, Team investors are a bit averse to. Uh, and OzCan, a no. Uh, that's the first five stocks. A bit of a programming note as investors. One of the things to watch for is whether or not a company is fulfilling its corporate purpose. Uh, but Phil Preston, uh, from, uh, from Profit with Purpose has crunched the numbers and found many of Australia's top companies don't do a good job of it. He joins us on the Pulse to tell us more and how this could impact shareholder returns. That's Phil Preston coming up at 1.25 uh, just after the call. Let's get into our um, second group of, uh, of five stocks that you've suggested. And Gary Andrew has um, asked for an opinion on Simic Group, the uh, multinational contractor. It's in the telecommunications engineering infrastructure uh, environment in across Australia, Southeast Asia, interests in New Zealand and the Middle East as well. Um, what do you think of CIMIC?
1: Yeah, no, so um, look, I think it's actually looking kind of interesting here, actually. I know- market caps around seven bills are pretty decent there. The yield's only around 3.25%. But the interesting thing I found here was actually the broker valves were so far apart here. We got some brokers got a $25 valuation on it at the moment. Other brokers have got up to $35. So currently sitting sitting at $21. So the broker valves all over the shop. Um, Everyone's sitting above the current share price quite considerably. Obviously, I mean, they've got two years of work in hand there. They've had a bit of growth particularly in that mining segment which has been reasonably robust i think they're forecasting between 810 850 million net profit i think consensus is actually everyone's thinking a little worse here um but i mean the revenue pretty much held tight it's just quite interesting here because this sort of stock has been one of the worst performers the last 12 months yeah so yeah so to me because actually, uh yeah because yeah.
0: You, you look at sort of end of last year if you look at that five-year uh, chart at the end of last year, it's sort of double, almost triple what it is now.
1: Yeah, I, remember, I do remember looking at the building companies in the past there, if I see them get around to around that 12.5, sort of 30.5 times multiple, that's always been a bit of a buy zone for me. Um, yeah. And I think Simic was trading around 20 times. So, compared to, at the time, I think like Lend Lease and a few others were trading on some lower multiples. So, they were far more attractive than Simic. Um, yeah. But now, I we've seen Simic come back here, definitely starting to look pretty interesting here. So, for me, I've actually circled this one here is to, to go and do some more homework because I think right. the valuation is starting to look a little bit more compelling here. So, um, mm. particularly when there's a sort of there's a reasonable, you know, like two years of work, um, it's just I don't, I'm not sure how it works here in terms of. Um, oftentimes, one of the biggest risks in this building game is is delays in in work, and that can be that can impact if you don't if you don't get yeah. the um, the project done in time, then you get penalties here but i'm not sure how that's enforceable in in sort of COVID times if there are any restrictions so yeah. um, okay. i'm not sure how that works that, that's the only so, negative i can sort of see
0: yeah simic yeah, look here attractive uh, they were targeted by a bunch of short sellers at one <coughs> stage weren't they this gmt research crowd out of hong kong that put out the report this week on technology one i was reading um earlier this week that they previously targeted simic with uh uh something similar which could be one of the reasons why its share price dropped uh, uh so yeah. significantly um howard what do you think of simac mark uh, mark sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're a lot younger than howard <laughs> um
2: very very complicated business yeah you know so as in you know they're operating in multiple jurisdictions uh doing major lots of projects, all yeah, sorts yeah. of stuff so i mean that makes it very challenging and very difficult to really try and work out what it's really yep. worth but uh, the reason I suspect that when the price went down um, as much as it did was because of a major write-down they had. They had a they closed right. down a they had a 48 interest in BICC, which was a oh, uh, yeah. a, uh, a construction company in the Middle East. Yep. And they they decided to write it off. And then mm-hmm. not, they couldn't just write it off. They were also up for another 700 million in extra money they had to put in. Wow. So they wrote they took an 800 million provision. Wow. And I think the in their books now they've got a provision at 1.8 billion. Right. Wow. Now the market cap 700. Yeah. So that's a pretty heavy write-off. So that's like a yeah. total write-off, Like we're yeah. walking away from it. Yep. So I suspect that's why uh, right. the... Uh, well, it you know, looks like that would be a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> the PE is really low. Uh, I agree with Gary, but they've also bumped their debt dramatically. The debt's always been reasonable, you know, 20%, 30% is okay. It's now 241%. And what that is, I believe, just from my reading of it, is they took a major new facility to pay out the cash to get rid of this company. Right. Okay. So what they've done is they've... They uh, didn't do a capital raise. They've done a debt raise. Right. So now the debt is really high. So that's right. just a risk factor in the business. Yep. And that yep. you have got nothing to show for that other than you've got rid of a dud asset. Yeah. You know, yep. So that's that's not good debt, is it?
0: No. And no, you still no. have to pay it back. And that, that's pretty <clears throat> tough medicine to swallow too as an investor. It's a mistake that big. Yeah. Now,
2: their earnings sort of doubled in um, uh, 2019 uh, from 2018, which I don't understand what that was either. So right. the PE was 4.2 at the moment. You'd yeah. say it's eight based on the 2018 earnings. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't really uh, understand that, but I wouldn't invest on it based on the debt. But Barry, uh, Gary could be well right that it, because it's, uh, it's so low on its peer range, and its normal peer range is 20s as the highs in the 20s and the lows in the mid teens. Right. So okay. it's on four. Right. At the moment, and they do have a lot of work in hand. Yep. And so on. So it probably is cheap, but we would not yep. touch it.
0: Okay. All right. So it's certainly been Kane. There you go, Andrew. Um, our next uh, stock suggestion coming from you, uh, Gary. This one from Stephen. Zimplatz Holdings. It's uh, a mining company in Zimbabwe in <coughs> um, sort of that platinum group of metals, platinum, palladium, rhodium, iridium, anything that uh, can be mined, ending them in um, or eum. <laughs> this thing looks as though it can... Uh, can actually mine what do you think
1: yeah look it's it's a little thinly traded this one here for my liking it's um yeah so it's got the, obviously the platinum is its main business there and obviously associated metals um with them but i don't know like it the i found actually the reports pretty hard to read uh going through um the annual reports things on like and um i noticed there was actually a recent query um with regard to the counting stare uh, Accounting standards from um, regarding um, must be in their past auditor as well. So just just a few question marks on their um, uh, on their numbers. Yeah, yeah. but um look, look, I think like the revenue was up 29%, and that was largely due to the um, the like the minerals, obviously the uh, the movement, you know positive valuation there. So yeah. the obviously mineral prices are up there. So yeah, it looks reasonable in that regard. The PE is not super high. The yield's pretty decent. So. The numbers look okay here. Just, um, I just found it hard to sort of get a read on the company. They're looking at the report, so I just, I don't like that. I, I like to sort of like it's clean and simple. Us brokers, we're you know we're simple <laughs> types, so um, we don't want it, we don't, you know, we don't want it too hard.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Now there's a point. Um, yeah, well, I,
2: I actually was a shareholder in this about 20 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, a long time oh, yeah. ago. And
0: I, remember, like, I don't remember
2: it being a positive experience. But anyway, <laughs> um, well, I looked, when I looked at it because of the uh, call, it was on a PE of 4.75, which seems incredibly low considering it's in precious metals. You know, really? platinum and so on when gold's flying and you look at all the gold companies, like yep. uh, some of the Australian ones, like Northern Star on PE's of you know, 45 or something. Yeah. You know, it seemed... So I went and had a look. And I agree with Gary. It's actually quite hard to... they have They have a... The presentation of their annual report and so on is extremely glamorous. Right. Yeah. You know, lots of pretty pictures, and you know and they talk about integrating. I mean, it, it's it's you're know, you, got to try and read between the lines a bit, but the I had a look at the uh, I read the report about the um, auditor issue, and what it was it was Zimbabwe. Remember these guys were in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So
2: there's a significant political risk. Yeah. As in, and then what the government does, it changes the rules all the time. Yeah. And what they did is these guys used to sell their platinum. Through various uh, in U.S. dollars and you know, and all the sort of, a whole range of things, there was about four different ways they sold it. Yeah. The government said, "No, no, you can't do that anymore. You're only allowed to deal in Zimbabwe dollars."
0: Ah. Okay. Now that's okay. really bad news because
2: yep. the Zimbabwe dollars hyperinflation. Yep. So yep. it's done a two hundred percent depreciation. They said in that last period. Wow. So you're
0: trying to trade in something that you know is devaluing by the day. Yeah. So uh, so forget. Well, you're actually mining the currency risk, well, yeah, and the government is says we must do it. Yeah,
2: now that's what the audit query was all about, because yeah. there was all these transfer pricings that, you know, the, the and the and the, uh, the uh, that got queried, right? And so, on. so I sort of get that. I think yeah. they're trying to make the uh, the best out of a really unfortunate situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Major political risks, which is enough to put me off completely. They're very, very capital intensive. Uh, a couple of their mines are running out anyway, and they have to commission new ones. Yeah. So they're going to be spending a lot of money. But the big problem is their earnings have been all over the shop. So they've got 11% stability for 6% growth over 10 years, which is like a rocky road. It's yep. just a shocker. Yep. So yep. you couldn't predict anything. Yeah. Uh, if they can continue running the business as it is now, it's very cheap. Okay. But the political
0: risk, you know, the more I read, the more I went, this is way oh, too God. hard. <laughs> there are a lot lot simpler investments you yeah. can make. and yeah, but there's also rules lot. on
2: how many like how many white people they are allowed to employ in management. You know, right. There's all, all this stuff going on that has nothing to do with running the business. Right. But they have sort of constraints in how they run it. Okay,
0: yeah. all right. So uh, I know there, uh, Stephen, on on uh, Um Let's uh, take a look, go to the retail sector now. Uh, Premier Investments, Solomon Loo's retail conglomerate, if you like. Um Owns things like uh, Smiggle and Smiggle Stores. If you've got kids or grandkids, you'll be spending a fortune there. Peter Alexander, Pyjamas, some really good brands in there, Mark. Yeah, well, this is Solly Lou's business. You know, I say he's
2: the uh, the main shareholder. And Mark McGinnis is the CEO still, I think. Yes. He was the yeah, head yeah. of David Jones yeah. back in the good days when I mean, David Jones made yes. money. Yep. yep. Until he got booted on, you know, inappropriate behaviour or something. Yep. Yep. So uh, he's a very good retailer. Yep. Uh, Solly Lou lose a very canny retailer. Um, he's he you could argue he's in the property business as well, you know, so he yeah. sort of runs retail. Maybe that I don't know whether that's as a, a basis to keep the the uh, uh, income up on the properties, but he's he's big in property. Um, earnings have grown about six percent a year with high stability. Um, so not spectacular but solid. Yep. So uh, that's been quite good. Return on equity has always been a bit low, though. So it's below 10, which I don't understand why, because a lot mm. of the good retailers are in the 15, 20s. Yep. You know, yep. like Accent Group. Yep. Uh, not much debt, only 12%, so uh, that's not, that's okay. It's on a 20p, though, which is pretty rich, you know, mm. for 6% EPS growth. And oh, wow. I'm not sure what the impact of uh, Corona's been on them, because yep. they, haven't, they haven't reported yet. Yeah. So it won't be good. No, no. So, so they'll probably take a bit of a hit there. So the P is actually, um, it, it, interestingly, it's always traded on a, a high PE relative to a lot of the other retailers in the fashion industry. Right. Because fashion's hard. Yep. And, and you know, if you look at the history of it, it's the highs every year in the last five years have been well over 20, hitting towards 30 every year, <laughs> and the lows haven't been lower than 15. Okay. So it's currently 20. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's too dear for its earnings growth, but it yeah. is a quality business. Yep. Um, okay. And uh, it's showing about 11%
0: return. On default and five percent on a margin of safety for us. Okay, yeah. uh, might be the uh, Lou McGuinness premium. Do you think, Gary, on Premier Investments?
1: Yeah, like I think it's probably the best management team in that um, yep. in the country here. Was you know with suddenly Lou and uh, Mark McGuinness there. So it just yeah, I, I looked at the multiple as well and just thought you know P/E 21. That's that's pretty pricey here considering what we're going through there. Um, mm. I saw it, man, the the broker valuations vary too from uh, you know, roughly twelve dollars to eighteen fifty. So again, a massive spread in, in opinion and view um, across different brokers. So not too much upside there from me at twenty one PE. Um, I'm curious just to sort of s- what happens with all these properties because like, obviously Soli Lou's not paying any rent on right. any his properties, so he's made that pretty clear. on, you know, I've got clients who, are, who who aren't receiving any rent checks from him either. So, um, but yeah, so I kind of wonder where all that ends up as well. Obviously, we're, you know, at some point that goes to court and I don't, I don't know what happens from there, but just, just seems a pretty rich valuation here. I know, look, um, quality team, but yeah, I know, look, they're talking about the growth of um, online, so some of their businesses, which is obviously pretty great. So obviously, I think, um, you know, Peter Alexander was, was mentioned the growth there, but yep. it's not, it's not, um, you know, they're not talking about, you know, the store sales. They'll be down quite substantially. So, yeah, well, they've, uh, they've,
0: yeah. they've reclosed all the Smiggle and Peter Alexander stores and all the other ones in Victoria with lockdown again. So it will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but Gary, you talk about PEs and multiples. Um, let's go from Premier Investments to Zip. Um, what do you think of Zip? Financial Services Group um, is in buy now, pay later. As well as 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 well as other consumer financial products, and has really been caught up in that that afterpay tailwind, hasn't
1: it? Yes, I think we talked about uh, pushpay being a bubble. I mean, we look at uh, Zip is got a three billion dollar market cap, um, and uh, the thing gets me, you, you only get the great headlines here, and so it, so basically the. Talking about monthly revenue being uh, 15.6 million for, um, which is up 78%. But that's a, that's up 78% on the year, which pretty much there was probably no revenue a year a year ago. So we're coming off pretty low bases here. I just I just sort of found it curious. If we look through the numbers, um, 12.8 uh, mil in March, 14.6 in April, 14.8 in in May. So we're the revenue growth each month isn't really know, yeah, isn't firing up that that hard. So, I'm going to go out and be public enemy number one here, and 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 quote public enemy and don't believe the hype. Okay. I just think this is a this sector is a bubble. I would stay away. I think if you look at um, historically and you see moment sectors that have this sort of momentum and these sort of uh, valuations, um, 80% of them will have a 50% correction in price. So, okay. uh, I think you know. It, I think a lot of retail punters are going to get uh, ripped up here and um, get taught a bit of a lesson here and how the market works. Um, Mm. It's all great to be on this momentum when they're on fire and going with them. But when they turn down, it can get pretty nasty as well. So, um, you know, I think there's a great chance these stocks will probably drop. uh, You know, they're probably looking at 40, 50 percent corrections in price. They'll be they'll be very significant from here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Valuations are just going way out of control.
0: Okay,
2: Mark, Um, I totally concur, but I'm more negative. (coughs) Oh, <coughs> so Hello. how can it be more uh, well, than 50%? Gary, Gary's saying 40 to 50%, percent yep. i say 90%. Wow. Yeah, because it's absurd. Now, this company's been around, well, I've got 10 years history. Yep. So I only have 10 years. So yeah, it's yeah. been around longer than 10 years. Yeah. So uh, the Afterpay's only been around, uh, well, three or four years. Four yes. years. Yeah, yeah. So these were in, the, in this same business yeah. for a long time before Afterpay came on the scene. They have never made a profit. So, their earnings per share are still negative at uh, 0.8, 0.8 to 8 cents per share loss. So, there's no PE ratio yep. because they've never ever made a profit. Yep. So, if you look at the uh return on equity, I've got minus 40, minus 140, okay. minus 136. You could
0: have said that, all right, I'll play devil's advocate yeah. here. You could have said that about zero up until this year.
2: Uh, the difference is though, zero, zero sales were growing solidly all the way right. through. So, it wasn't just about uh, hype. I mean, zero, right. Zero had uh, a, building a customer base, they are building a customer base, but are uh, uh, zippers well and they were spending Well, no, they're not because uh, there's, no, there's no revenue at all. And, and sales if you look at zip sales for the first five, six years, there was zero, nothing. Mm. And then in 2016, they had one cent uh, per share, this is per share, right? And then six cents, 13 cents, and 23 cents a share. And this is this is seven dollars 63. Right, okay, yep. so yep. so they, yes, they've had a, a bit of growth for the last three years. Um, I'll just see what it was the last three years. It's been quite good, okay, 84% the last three years, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no profit, um, no, uh, no power ratio, obviously, because there's no debt, and they've also got 769% debt to equity. Right. Now, obviously, they are using the debt to fund the finance they're doing, but yeah. you know, usually you'd securitize that. I don't know how that works, but yeah, you know, they've yeah. got a very heavy um, uh, frontline uh, uh, debt. Now, the problem is, they're priced at the moment on 32 times revenue. Right. Um, so uh, afterpay is on 80 times revenue. So based on that, this yep. is cheap. Yep. On Afterpay, you know, surely this could catch up to Afterpay. Right. Anyway, That's it's a story. It's, yeah. it's absurd. Afterpay yeah. is double absurd. Yeah. And it's going to all in really, really badly. Yeah. It's all really, really badly. Okay. All right. It reminds me of 2000 and dot, Do that, well, jo- the dot com conference. Blog. Yeah. This is in instead of in eyeballs. This is, I don't know what it is.
0: So. Yeah. All right, Will. I think, it's, I think it's
1: called the 50 80 rule. Uh, it's what? I'm talking about there, Mark. Oh, i Often, uh, uh, see this, it's called the 50 80 rule. So, with these high momentum stocks, so 80% of them will have a 50% drop, right? And 50% of them will have an 80% drop,
0: okay? All right,
1: so Uh, well, that's pretty clear.
0: Um, just quickly, Gary, we're sort of running out of time. AJ has asked about City Chic Collective, another retailer in the uh, has lots of brands in that that women's um fashion retail area, doesn't it? Australia, New Zealand, the US, South Africa.
1: Yeah, so it's look, it's had uh, some great numbers there, some great growth there, um, really pushing the online business, which is, um, so they're up, uh, but, well, they were basically in February, they reported 100% growth in their online business right. and their store for store was sort of flat. So, but that, that's a great result. Um, the issue is it's it's P E 38 yeah. um, and so, Yes, it's growing, um, doing some great oh. things, but the price is just too high here, yeah. so... Um, back to us. Yeah, multiple too high, so... Yeah, you back got, to us,
0: pre-COVID just... price, by the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: so worth a look here, but just not at this price.
0: Okay.
2: Mark? Uh No, is it City Chic or City chick? I thought it was City chick. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> doing, I, don't, I don't know. That's probably know. my French yeah. background.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
2: anyway. Anyway. Uh, no, I agree with what uh, Gary said. I, I know we uh, short of time. They sold a lot of their brands back in 2018. You know, Katie's, Miller's, yep. Crossroads and Rivers and B. which was, uh, since then they've cleaned the business up. they shrunk it, so yep. earnings came down a long way. And it does look like they're on a, on a good trajectory. trajectory yep. Now, but 35p is,
0: is way too hard right. for them. Okay, all right. So, I know on City Chic. Yep. So, just to recap, the, uh, uh, the last five stocks, Simic, uh, and um, Gary's doing more work into it because at these levels, it looks pretty good. Um, Mark is a no. Zimplats are no because it's too complicated with the business in Zimbabwe. Premier Investments, best run retail organisation in the country, but really expensive at the moment. Too high. Uh, Zip, fairly direct advice from, from both Gary and Mark saying it's going to end in tears. So avoid and City Chic. Uh, well-run business, but too expensive as well. Mark Morland from Team Invest, thank you for joining us. Good to see no, you for, again. You. And Gary Glover from Novus Capital. Thank you, mate. Good to see you. Thanks. See you. you soon. Thank you. Now, if you want to send through a suggestion to us for uh, stocks to look at, you can email the call at osbys.com.au or through Twitter using the handle TV. And if you're looking for your next investment opportunity when you need to be watching Startup Daily from 2 pm every day, right here on Ausbiz. The team will introduce you to startups seeking capital and more opportunities. Today, one such startup is Parent TV, uh, whose founder Sam Jockel joins us to explain how the company will change childhood education. That's right here on Ausbiz from 2 pm, the Startup Daily show. Stick around for that. The Pulses coming up on Ausbiz after the break.